Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. ADHD linked to other mental health conditions. Finland's approach. Discoculia, what works? Is Discoculia a genetic disorder? and a neurodiverse library. This is our podcast for week 23 in 2018 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services and she's going to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, good to see you back, good to see you back. We uh, we have wonderful uh, links. It's all uh, in the area of the neurodiverse conditions and mm-hmm. uh, let's jump right into the first one. It's talking about ADHD and how it could be related to other mental health conditions. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely related to um, mental health conditions. Now, let's hope that our st- uh, students do not develop that. If they uh, get enough help uh, early on, uh, you might uh, steer clear from all these uh, uh, issues that are mentioned in the video. But uh, about 60% of the children who have ADHD also have at least another one other learning disability okay if we focus on that and um, the typical challenge that these comorbidities present is that our symptoms are often overlapping with the ADHD so Mm -hmm. it's difficult to diagnose and then obviously there is a trend in some school districts uh, right now to erroneously uh, think that you can only have one thing at a time. One condition at a time, yes. Although, we like it sorted, one condition at a time. <laughs> yeah, you well, cannot have two diseases. Uh, you uh, can break either your arm or your leg, not both. Yes, yes, yes. Well, right. I, I think we need to stick to the literature and not to our, our opinions. You're and such a scientist. It is clear that um, more than half, more likely two-thirds of students who have ADHD also have a diagnosable other learning difference so it's it's not some of them it's most Most of them them. (laughs) and that comes out of the literature also i can confirm that from my own uh, work with those students so i i do not know where some school districts get their information from anyway um because that overlapping of symptoms uh it's sometimes difficult to get an accurate diagnosis and only with an accurate diagnosis uh, students can receive the the help they need that's obviously a major concern and also it can lead to later on uh, more serious psychiatric uh, issues if you do not help them early on so yes ADHD is a major factor and available medicine uh, might help Uh, I'm always um, an advocate for um, approaching it from different angles and also do behavior therapy together with the parents make sure that students get enough sleep because a brain that is not well rested does not function well and that our uh, food is healthy because you can only grow a healthy brain if you fuel it with healthy Healthy food food. so all these things together uh, are important and can help uh, our students Good recommendations. Good recommendations. Now, in Europe, they have figured all of this out. And apparently in Finland, they have a very novel approach 
and they know how to deal with uh, educational stuff. So uh -huh. how about that? Have you gone to Finland to try this out for well, us? Well, I have been in Finland, yes. But and I remember <laughs> the thousand lakes and the probably hundred thousand uh, mosquitoes. Okay, yeah, but this podcast brought to you by TripAdvisor.com. <laughs> <laughs> very, very friendly people, a very beautiful country. And uh, that was before the time they did their educational reforms. They oh, were okay. kind of and the lowest uh, end of the pack in Europe at that time. But um, they have uh, revamped their educational system in a marvelous way. I, I can um, advise everybody to read up on how Finland uh, revamped their education. It's very successful. And this uh, link is referring to work of a Finnish rich, uh, research uh, lady, and she worked on her PhD reviewing existing literature about what works okay. for students with dyscalculia. Okay. And she says, uh, let me quote here, a number of studies show that children with low math skills continue to struggle and never catch up. We also know when it's most effective to help these kids. Students develop their math skills a lot during early school years, and that is something we need to um, we need to take into account. Uh, I also see that in, in, in my practice, the earlier you help those Most students, yeah. the, the better. So yeah. they have uh, come up with a um, set of supplementary activities for uh, kids in first grade who already uh, seem to struggle with math. It's a very effective and uh, nicely put um, yeah, information. They, they made a whole booklet out of it. It's very effective. And um, they also refer to, to their project as Think Math. So uh, the Think Math Global Web uh, Service provides uh, their teachers with research-based teaching materials to support mathematical skills learning at the beginning of the school career. They immediately catch those kids who struggle and the materials were designed for kindergarten or first grade if, if, if necessary. Some second graders can benefit from it too. And um, it was developed in Finland in Finnish originally. Uh, but it has now... Uh, I was going to say, I hope they've translated it. To, they have uh, translated it in Norwegian yeah. and in English. Okay. okay. So uh, take a look at it. And uh, the, the take-home message here is that those children learn from doing activities in right. math, not just listening not to being a, lecture to. Not mm -hmm. being only lecture to. Good, right. good. Good advice. Good resource uh, from Europe. Now, the, uh, so the links this week seem to be coming in pairs, and so the next link is very short and simple. It says, Discoculia, what works? So you can tell us what works. Oh, well, um, after a decade of working with children only who have Discoculia, I, I now know a bit about what works and what doesn't work. But here's a group of British researchers who are looking into it, and here are their key findings, uh, just published in... Uh, May of 2018. So let me quote. First, dyscalculia specific learning difficulty affecting the ability to learn arithmetic. Yeah, well, that is clear. Yes. Then, there is not yet agreement on the cause of dyscalculia or how to diagnose it. And if I may 
uh, add a little detail here, I think there are uh, multiple forms and multiple uh, causes. So it's not a one-track right. one thing. Right. And then uh, they conclude that ev evidence suggests that individualized teaching programs focusing on each child's ability are likely to be the best way uh, to move forward. And that is definitely the case. Every uh, student is uh, an individual and needs the help that is uh, pinpointed to their gaps. This is not a one-size-fits-all thing. And then what is more or less a one-size-fits-all is the use of multisensory teaching methods, building a child's confidence and also having high teacher expectation. Do not give up. Believe and, and live that um, your student can make progress and support them as, as, as well as you can. So uh, to be honest, very nice and stiff, uh, no um, really earth-shocking new messages here, but they, they bring home what is the most important thing and everybody should know this. Um, now this is, uh, uh, they complete actually their, their uh, story by referencing to a number of UK based websites and services and they also refer to uh, a newly updated book by Joe Bowler about the elephant in the classroom. I'm reading it right now. It's very interesting. That's another um, another suggestion I can give you. If you have some time over the summer, this is great reading. Good. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. So our, our next link is asking the question, is Disco Kulia a genetic disorder and there's, there seems to be a video here let's see what it says oh the video is not available let me see what that says okay oh well they the account has been terminated <laughs> oh I'm so sorry about that yeah I, I that happens with these links on our on our website it, uh, it was very short it okay there was a uh, short video the yes. little green uh, blue man uh, okay and um the question he he, he posed, he, it was more like a um, an introduction in the topic. So so he asked the question: Is it a genetic is it, disorder? Yes, is ah. it a genetic disorder? And and trying to uh, to start a discussion. Out okay. And so, that. what is your answer? Well, uh, the last word hasn't been said about it. Okay. Uh, according to some studies, uh, dyscalculia has a strong genetic link and can be passed on from generation to generation okay. in a biological way. Um, but until today, there has not been one uh, gen uh, identified that we can point to. Okay. And. Um, that that is the single cause of dyscalculia or any other learning disability. So, uh, like I said uh, a minute ago, I think it's multifactorial and it's not only biological genetically um, uh, linked, but there might also be um, a mouth anxiety that is easily um, given along from parents to their children right. just by the way they talk about math and how they view math themselves. So it's it's a combination and then, um, like I said, it's multifactorial and uh, there are several 
types of dyscalculia also. Uh, we will probably uh, have that in another uh, in another podcast and probably. go more in depth yes. about that. So okay. it's not as easy as a yes or no. Okay, it's not as easy as a yes or no. These questions are never easy. Well, that brings us to our, our final, uh, final link for today. And as I say... All the links this week seem to be hanging together very nicely because this talks about a neurodiverse library, which I think indicates that uh, you know there's there's more than just one size fits all. Yeah, well, uh, Jamie Herndon uh, is a writer, and she has to deal with neurodiversity um, in one or another way. Our, Amazon. Our, our, um, are really uh, dear uh, books of mine. Um, I hope that her next list will have a little bit more on dyscalculia as well. Right. Uh, but she focuses here uh, more on autism, ADHD, behavior issues, which are also very, very important and have a bearing on math learning too. Good, and our listeners can see the list uh, through the link on our website. Well, that was the final uh, link for today. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. As always, hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaservices.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. And she maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the uh, free Discoculia checklist on our website, discoculiaservices.com, or you can get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of Discoculia tutors and has developed a whole online course for that for teachers and other interested people who want to become a Discoculia tutor. And you can find all about that at discoculiatutor.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.